Hello, you are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Saturday Morning Coffee. Don't be outwitted. A reflection by Diane Pendergraft, originally posted on October 21st, 2023. All scripture quotes are from the English Standard Version unless otherwise noted. At the time Paul wrote his second letter to the church at Corinth, some serious questions had come up that needed to be addressed. We don't get explanations except by inference, but there seems to have been quite a bit of misunderstanding and plenty of hurt feelings. In the second chapter, verses 10 and 11, Paul says, Anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. Indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of Christ, so that we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. Later, when Paul addresses the claims of the super-apostles who are leading the Corinthians away from Paul's teaching, he says, I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. The word cunning is an interesting choice to translate the Greek word. It is from a Middle English word that means to know. It ought to give us chills to think about how well Satan knows what will lead us astray. Some of the words used in other translations of this verse are devices, schemes, wiles, designs, enterprises, and intentions. I love a good word that conveys a strong picture without any help. Anytime I can express the meaning of a phrase with a single well-chosen word, I will. But let's look at the Greek word English translators are trying to convey here, panurgia. The first part of the word pan means all. The other part comes from ergon, which means deed or work. Together they mean able to do anything. Of the form of the word used in chapter 11, verse 3, my dictionary says, quote, The word signified the employment of any or all means necessary to realize an end. End quote. If the thought of Satan's cunning or wiles or designs doesn't give you chills, it certainly ought to be disturbing to think about Satan using any or all means necessary to outwit you. He carries a nearly bottomless bag of tricks to use on us because he has had a very long time to get to know human nature. What is it that Paul says he is afraid of here? He isn't writing because he fears some of the Corinthians are on the verge of committing perjury or embezzling thousands of dollars or killing someone. He is afraid that their thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. This is where all of the Big Ten horrible, obvious sins begin, with our thoughts going astray. When it comes to thoughts, does Satan really have to work very hard to start those on the wrong path? Sincerity and purity are closely related and can sometimes be used as synonyms. Both have elements of simplicity. Something pure is simple because it is not tainted with anything. It is unadulterated. If I pour myself a glass of water that has passed through my water filter, then add a tiny grain of arsenic, drinking the water may not kill me outright, but the water can no longer be considered pure. The word for sincerity means single, not having an ulterior or double motive. King James uses the word single in several instances of this word, such as in Colossians 2.22. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. Think on this, obedience with no ulterior motive. 
Is that something I can have hope of achieving? Do I obey God because I love Him and want to please Him, or am I always thinking first of the consequences of disobedience? We can see from Paul's concern that we might be led astray by cunning that it doesn't take big sins to begin to lead us out of the right way. Some of the trickiest tricks are fear and pride. How often have I been led out of the right way into error by not doing something? Perhaps fear keeps me from moving or not saying something that needs to be said. If the root of sin is pride, you will be like God, fear is related. Fear says, I will not put myself in that situation because someone might think something about me. That sort of self-preservation is a natural instinct and can be a hard response to detect and root out. Praise God he doesn't leave us on our own to figure out how to detect and fight against Satan's cunning. In chapter 6 of 2 Corinthians, Paul describes the hardships of his ministry and the virtues he exercises, quote, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, end quote. Both hands carry weapons of war. In response to accusations by some that he and those with him are walking according to the flesh, he says, quote, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. End quote. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 5. With our hands full of weapons and every thought taken captive to obedience, what cunning, designs, devices, or schemes do we have to fear? <laughs>